0: Greetings and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this show explores the topics of security, technology, society, and human meaning. Every Monday, there's a news and analysis episode that curates tens of hours of reading into a concise 15 minute summary, as well as regular episodes featuring essays, interviews, and book reviews on these same topics. The goal is to provide a weekly, concise, and curated update on the most interesting things happening in the world and to explore ideas that give you something to think about and prepare you for what's coming next. All right, welcome to the first episode of 2022, episode 312. This is Daniel Miesler. And we're starting off with security news. The Log4j fiasco has continued through the holidays with a new RCE being found in 2.17. As I mentioned in a previous piece, however, everything after 2.15 so far has required a non standard logging configuration to be present in order for you to be at risk. My recommendation on all of this is to use this opportunity to invest in asset management, not just for your web applications and the libraries that they run, but for all of your tech stocks. For example, what would you do tomorrow if PHP, you know, X, dot little X had a major vulnerability or WordPress or Django? Be ready before you have to answer those questions at 1am and basically go and find a way to create an inventory of everything. So that could be a 30-second question rather than a three-day question. COVID is hitting really hard right now, as everyone knows, due to Omicron being so transmissible. But the good news is that it does seem to be less severe for most people. Experts are saying it's likely to peak around the middle of January and that the future will depend on one, new variants and how transmissible or dangerous those variants are versus the efficacy of our new vaccines and our new treatments including a newly approved antiviral pill by Merck the fact that omicron cuts so effectively through both vaccines and masks has complicated the debate around precautions and lockdowns so the question is what future variants will look like and how effective our defenses will be against them CISO has released a scanner to find vulnerable apps to Log4j, and the tool supports lists of URLs, fuzzing more than 60 request headers, fuzzing of post data, fuzzing of JSON parameters, WAF bypass, and DNS callback for discovery and validation. A pretty cool tool here, which we have a link to. CrowdStrike researchers have found a Chinese APT group using Log4j vulnerabilities in VMware to target a university for sensitive IP. Air tags are being used to stalk people, which isn't really a surprise to anyone who's been paying attention. Apple has built some solid features for defending against this, but those features only reduce some of the risk. I think the long term solution to this will be one, Apple creating increasingly visible alerts on nearby devices, two, wider awareness and use of air tag like devices and detection apps, and three, deeper integration of those detection slash notification features into iOS and Android. China's Ministry of Industry and Information Technology, MIIT, has suspended Alibaba Cloud for not reporting its Log4j issues to it quickly enough. Yet another piece of straw in the camel that is corp versus government tension inside of China. Incidents, T-Mobile had another smaller data breach after the large one in August. This one involved a, quotes, small number of customers in a possible SIM swapping attack affecting them. And no-name security has raised $135 million to proactively lock down APIs. I wonder what they mean by proactively. I have to look into that one. Technology news, HTTP three is coming. So first web three and now HTTP three, and this is spelled with capital HTTP slash three. So what's the difference? The TLDR is that in HTTP 1.1, we had one file being downloaded at a time. Then HTTP slash two, we had the ability to open multiple connections and do them in parallel, but it was still based on TCP. And now in HTTP slash three, we're switching protocols from TCP to QUIC, all capitals, QUIC, which eliminates bottlenecks even further and basically stops the congestion at the very beginning of the stream. And it is fast. And it's even faster the longer the distance that you're downloading something from. So like 600 and 1200 milliseconds faster. Between those, uh, for this one metric that we're looking at here, for downloading from London versus New York. So, really, really fast and extremely performant over long distances. TikTok has passed Google as the most popular online destination. That is stunning to me. Ready Player Me is a company trying to be the gravitar of visual avatars in the metaverse. I think it's a cool name. But the nerd in me wonders how this will work, though, since some metaverses will require me to be a furry or a vampire, and I don't see how you're going to use one avatar in those different metaverses. The Pixel 6 launched just two months after the iPhone 13, but after just a month, it lost 43% of its value compared to just 25% for the iPhone. So iPhones still maintain their value better than... Pretty much anything. Human News, San Francisco's Mayor London Breed has declared a state of emergency to address rampant crime in the city. And a lot of people in San Francisco are basically saying, What took you so long? We've been telling you this. Studies are suggesting that Omicron is less severe than previous COVID strains because it largely avoids the lungs. And that makes a lot of sense. Lake Tahoe saw over 17 feet of snow in December, which was very much welcomed. And we had a ton of rain in the Bay Area, which has been wonderful. Content ideas and analysis. Losers exist. Don't hire them. A brilliant piece by Brian Goldberg that I'm actually reposting on my own site because it fell off the internet. You basically, the the domain is dead. So reposting it uh, until they can get their domain back up. And it's one of my favorite types of interview question, the thing that he's particularly talking about in here. Loser is a strong word, so I don't generally like to use it. But what he's talking about is somebody who, when you ask them what they enjoyed about college or any sort of particular previous experience, they just kind of give you a dead answer. They can't be excited about anything. Like, did you okay? You studied English. Do you have any books that you liked? Nah, not really. Okay, what type of literature do you enjoy? Uh, just kind of any kind, whatever. And it's just like they're not passionate about anything, they don't really have any ties to anything that they learned or anything they studied. And that is a massive red flag for me because it, it doesn't matter if they have passion about the same things that I do, I just want them to have passion about something. Right. And and show that they can apply that to the work that they're doing. So I think this is a fantastic essay. Comparing my top four security podcasts and newsletters, the four podcast newsletters that I recommend to people and how they're different. A stock market correction is coming, and that's okay. A short piece on why I think it's okay to be in the stock market as long as you're there long term. And the short version of this. I'll give you in one sentence basically, is that we've had multiple crashes in the stock market and it's always ended up higher after the crash. So if you look at a line of the stock market, which in this piece, it has a very nice graph going all the way back to whatever the 20s or something, it's this giant uphill mark. And there's lots of dips in between for like, you know, 1929, and 2000 and 2008. Those are dips, but it always goes back, right? So it's pretty hard to make an argument that the next time it dips, it's not going to do the same thing. So I think people who are trying to get rich in the stock market by making some kind of crazy bets, that's dangerous and it's always dangerous, but it's especially dangerous if you're expecting a correction. So I think we should expect a correction, and I'm not an expert on this. This is just what all the experts are saying, is that we should expect a correction. And I'm saying that is not necessarily a sign of a lack of health. My predictions for crypto, how I see things playing out for the space with a couple of main paths. What to do instead of New Year's resolutions. I don't like resolutions, but I do these things instead. Metaverse. Quote, if you want to understand the metaverse, think of it using a different name. A technologically powered place where people can construct alternate versions of themselves and engage in activities that make them feel valued and give them a sense of meaning. I use quotes there, which I generally don't do for myself because I think it's pompous and lame, but. Just pointing out that this was from a tweet, which I've got a link to here. Spawned a pretty nice discussion. Asset management, another tweet here. This week, the internet has learned once again that asset management is the center of security. It's hard to patch what you cannot find. And viral TikTok disorders. There's a disturbing trend happening right now on TikTok where teens are looking at viral videos about disorders and then coming to believe that they're suffering from those disorders. One example is posts with the hashtag disassociative identity disorder. I think this is particularly dangerous because teens are very sensitive to explanations for their hardships. They struggle enough as it is as teens, then you add social media, and then you add the pandemic to it. And I think they're basically looking for explanations for their pain and suffering. So if you offer them one, they're likely to accept it perhaps without even knowing, and could even start exhibiting those symptoms without having the actual disorder. I think that's a safe assumption, but of course, it's hard to know the difference, either as the kid or as a parent or a doctor. If you're a parent, you might want to watch for this sort of thing. It's a powerful force. When an entire peer group tells a kid that they are something or that they have some problem, they might just believe it. Notes. Welcome to 2022. Not sure what to expect, but I can tell you that I'm glad you all are on the same ride with me. Really appreciate you all. December's book club for Good Strategy, Bad Strategy will be this coming Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific. Movies, Spider-Man, 8 out of 10. Matrix, 4 out of 10. Probably get some crap for that. Sponsor Discovery. As a UL member, I am excited to invite you to a free training on soft skills for a threat modeler. Everybody knows how to do some basic threat modeling, but we often overlook the crucial soft skills necessary to turn an average meeting into an exciting workshop. In a one hour training on January 10th, you will learn the necessary soft skills to become a good threat modeling master, discover Maslow's hierarchy of threat modeling, and sharpen your existing threat modeling skills. And this is brought to us by Seba DeLeer-Snyder, CTO of Torion, threat modeling trainer at Black Hat for the last five years. So you can go and register for that free training. Next here in Discovery, Biology posted a fascinating visual showing China's deep involvement in Africa. 46 African states with belt and road deals, 22 Chinese built ports. And free trade zones and eight special economic zones. China is absolutely, in my opinion, taking over Africa. And it's disturbing. Visualizing the ninety-four trillion dollar world economy in one chart. A New York Times poll on the best books of the past one hundred and twenty-five years. I'm going to be reading a number of these and recommending a couple for UL Book Club in twenty twenty-two. Ten years of logging my life. Feynman method for becoming a genius. Twilio's list of the security metrics that matter the most. And quote, why do we call it a booster shot instead of a SQL injection? (laughs) That's pretty smart. Recommendation. If you're someone who always has a dozen projects going, consider trying to do fewer things in 2022, but do those fewer things better. In order for projects to have an impact, you have to one, ship them, and two, ship them with an adequate level of quality. So do less, but do it better. And the aphorism for the week. Thus, all ads effectively have two audiences, potential product buyers and potential product viewers who will credit the product owner with various desirable traits. Thus, all ads effectively have two audiences, potential product buyers and potential product viewers, who will credit the product owners with various desirable traits. Jeffrey Miller from The Book Spent.